Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, presented by TLR Coatings and Premier Custom Trailers. This is episode 152. We are wrapping up the Houston 2 show. Now, this show is going to be a little different than normal. Number one, we are doing this all as a call-in show. We are not in studio. Number two, we are just going to spitball this entire show. We're not going to have sections for this one. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what you guys like. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below what you think of the new format, how you think we should do it. Do you think we should go back to the old way, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as far as our sponsors go, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop in the state. So if you guys need custom powder coating, we do shipping. We do powder coating. We do coating. We do vapor blasting. We can do... Whatever you need. Like I said, we do shipping, so feel free to uh, follow right. us on Instagram. Get a hold of us. Get a quote on getting your project done. I know there's a lot of you out there restoring bikes and cars and everything in between. Heck, even your daily driver, we can help you out with parts off of that. So look them up, tlrcoatings.com. Also, as I said, on board with us, new for this year, Premier Custom Trailers. Do you need a trailer? Commercial or recreation? Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US 131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. Guys, I got through the read. How was that? Sounded like a MyPillow commercial. Bro, I thought it sounded great. I cannot, I cannot wait to hear myself back on that because i felt like that went well so um yeah you're good that's good anyway like i said episode 152 here make sure to like subscribe comment down below a little bit of a new format make sure to comment what you think of the new format make sure to uh, follow us on all the major social media networks we have cole out there he is twitter tweeting he is pumping up that instagram me and him are kind of tag team in the facebook stuff as much as he can post on there um, and then make sure to, uh, if you can't follow us on YouTube, make sure to, uh, get us at your primary podcast area. So we are on SoundCloud and Apple podcast. I have not looked into getting on. What is the, uh, what's the one for the other thing? The, the inferior phones that Justin has. What is, what is that? Android. Called? Yeah. What, what is the Android? Like the Google store or something? Is that what they, that what they're on for the podcast? Yeah, it's Google Play store. Oh it's yeah. It's the Google Play store. Yeah. We're not in there cause we don't like inferior products like that. So anyway. Whatever um, man. I don't care. Also make sure to uh, check out the new fantasy podcast. We are playing fantasy supercross on pulpamexfantasy.com. We have a league. Make sure to join it. Um, those shows come out a couple of days before the races. As soon as the handicaps come out, we talk what we scored, what our picks might be for the coming race, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so make sure to check that out. That'll be on YouTube and SoundCloud and Apple podcast also. Um, and now without further ado, we have not one, 
not two, but three co-hosts tonight. First up, usual co-host, former amateur mechanic, now running the Pizza Patrol for all your pizza needs. Even though they're not sponsoring <laughs> the show, we'll still give them a shout out. Justin Hartzell. Justin, what's up tonight, man? Oh, man, just another, you know, just another night. Just another slinging that dough? Were you slinging that dough yeah, all man, day? Yeah, sling, man, slinging the dough all day. At, at some point, I'm going to have to come watch you sling dough because I want to see what this is like. I want to see you flip it above your head and stuff. Oh, I can do that. Okay, well, I'm going to have to come see it. Also, okay. on the phone with us here tonight, our other usual co-host, uh, washed up A-Rider, maybe getting his pro card this year depending upon if he grows a pair or not and how much Rusty pushes him. Cole Ugetti. Cole, what's going on, man? Oh, not a lot. Um, Should wrapping I up some work stuff from the day and getting packed up, heading up to Boyne to do a little shredding. Should I have, uh, should I have introduced you as a, a future gas gas rider? Should oh, it's that, coming. Should that have been a Gas gas monkey monkey. Gas, gas, and, uh, I'm fun, fun. I'm my YouTube channel here, but uh, we're going to be doing some videos with it. All right. Plug away. Go for it. No one cares. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, go over to my channel and subscribe. Duh. What What is the channel? You got to tell them the channel. It's just my name. Cole Ugetti. Okay, great. Cool. So go follow so Cole. I'll just, I'll just comment on this video, and uh, Travis will highlight it, hopefully. Sure. And, uh, yeah. Sure. We'll go with Come something like over. that. I'm not sure if I know how to do that. Now, also on the phone well, with us I tonight. I think I have access to the account now, so we'll be, I'll just do it myself. Okay. <laughs> also on the phone with us tonight, former, what'd you call it? Was it, it wasn't a factory team, right? Oh, uh, satellite team. Former satellite team mechanic <laughs> slash media person in the industry for a while. Tom's being modest right now. Tom Cooper. Tom, what is up, man? You know, I think that my my time with uh, with racing was probably the most uh, relative to what we're going to be talking about tonight. But I think that we're going to be uh, in for t- uh, talking about a lot because it was an exciting race. There was definitely plenty of action there at Houston too. We got plenty to talk about tonight on the show. Um, Tom, if you guys follow the show religiously, uh, Tom did. Did we do the Red Bud One wrap up? Was that where you and I did it, Tom? After that first oh, race yeah, this that year? Oh yeah, awesome. Those Walking up the hill in the wind. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. you were wearing that goofy hat, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> a hat's a you beautiful know, uh, thing. For those that go back and watch it, you're gonna you're gonna see. I, I don't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure I was wearing my uh, like Captain America top hat. That was from the MX designations at Redbud. So if I remember correctly, that was uh, that was what that was all about. That was so fun. Well, yeah. So anyway, so Tom's been on the show before. For some of you who might have seen it, I know. Some of you probably haven't, uh, but Tom does have some roots in the industry. He was uh, a mechanic for Langston's team for a while. Did some stuff for Vermoto back in the day. So Tom has been around the uh, the pro ranks uh, probably more than the rest of us. Is that fair to say, Justin? Maybe you? I don't know. I don't know. You would, would between me and Tom, we've been doing this shit for a long time. It'd be it'd be hard to go through all the different shit that we've all that we've all done. Okay. Well, anyway, so we've got some knowledge on the line. Um, as per normal, we will have uh, Mr. Kevin Morans, who had a super exciting night last night. Uh, he will be on the phone here with us in a little while. He's going to call in. 
Um, so that'll be cool. We can get his perspective on the track and uh, how it felt to get woodcocked and uh, oh god, how it felt to uh, the old eight five machine got a lot of TV time. Oh, bro, we. He called me today earlier asking me a couple questions, and I was like, bro, we got so much TV time. That was awesome. So First thing I want to ask him is, is how are him and Austin doing right now? Are they talking? Yeah, I want to ask him about the punt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess since Kev's not on the phone with us right now, um, you guys want to talk 450s then to start with? We need to talk about the red play right now because this is a, a kind of a changing of the guard. Maybe not for uh, maybe not that there's one guy that's running away with it because there's anybody in the whole main to be a winner, but we should really give uh, some credit to the old five one machine that for whatever reason through the twists and the turns of the whole red flag or the uh, red cross flag leaves Houston two with the red plate. Well, it's even more impressive trying to find out that he rode that main in first gear. Yeah, a good majority of it snapped that thing clean off. So that definitely makes a lot of sense as to why uh, it took him a little bit to move forward. But, yeah, that was uh, – I don't know, man. I think it's kind of the varsity that we all expected for all those years coming off the 250s and stuff. And I just – I said it I said it on the show when we uh, did the first-round wrap-up. He just – his technique has completely changed on that bike. I mean, he he, he just doesn't, doesn't even look like the same guy anymore. You know, before he was always always at the front end, super stiff legs. His, his chest was always in front of his arms. And now you look at him, and he's just he's real centered on the bike. Like, he doesn't have as much body language as he used to. He's actually using third gear. I like it. I'm, I'm a believer that this is this. – I'm not saying he's going to win the title, but I think this is a completely different Barsha. I really do. we got to see what caught that shifter and busted it off. Yeah, that's – um. that really hasn't been too much about that. All I saw was this is, hey, it broke off. But other than that, I haven't really seen what caused it. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if he's cross running. Sorry, cut you off. He cross-threaded and got into a bail. Okay, so that's that would kind of be the the normal the normal thinking. But yeah, I mean, I don't know when that happened. I, a lot of people are saying it happened after lap nineteen or twenty. So I mean, it was still into the main, but still, just the fact he was riding in first. I mean, yeah, they got me up that they're saying lap nineteen or twenty normally would be like, oh, white flag. Well, this lap, this race it was like, I don't know, twenty-nine laps or something like that. Oh yeah, it was something like that. Ridiculous. As big as that stadium is, too, and to have a 42-second lab time, like, what What the hell are we doing here? Well, you know, All I know is that track was, that track was technical, full. though. Yeah. Yeah, I did have some technical spots. I will agree with that. The sand pretty much ate everybody. I think the sand actually won both classes. I, well, <laughs> I was going to say, as we get into some of the other guys in the 450 class here that I know you guys are going to throw some shade at, um, I'm going to counteract that argument with, well, name me five guys that didn't go down in that sand section because that was pretty much what ate everyone oh. up all day. Oh, I could name some people. Oh, good God. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Bro, even the sand yeah. section got Kenny and uh, and uh, Anderson, you know, with the penalty. You know who so. it didn't get? You know who it didn't get? Oh, God, here we go. Go ahead. You know who it didn't get? Yeah, who didn't it get? Dylan Ferendis. Oh, God. Bro. Boy, we can... are you, hey, all I got to know is, I don't know, about, I don't know about you, yeah, I don't know about you, Tom. I don't know how you feel about Frenchie, but when we did our preview show, these two over here, just like everybody else, oh, I don't know. I don't know how well he's going to do. I don't know how well he's going to do. I shit on him. Straight up, I'm all American, but I like uh, I I got all kinds of respect for both. My oh, I love Frenchy for for uh, for Anderson. Yeah, for I like wow. him too. You come out, and you're a rookie, and you're doing that kind of noise. And he doesn't even have a full month of prep on that bike. 
so, I was blown away with his corner speed around the top of the corners. He wasn't well, kind of like you said too. The bullshit. He was just rolling around the top of them. When's the last time we've seen somebody pass Mookie in the whoops straight up? Yep, that's what I was gonna say, dude. I haven't seen anybody <laughs> do that in a very long time, dude. No. And watched. you know. And, and, and we were even were talking about it, like Travis said, well, he's on the edge, always on the edge. But that's the thing is, is Frenchie's always on the edge, and we always think, oh, he's going to crash, always oh, going to crash. But that's the thing is, he rarely doesn't, he doesn't crash. I mean, I know he had his issues outdoors, but it didn't really matter because he won the title, but that's the thing. We can say he's on the edge, but right now all these dudes are on the edge. And the fact that he got through that main and he had no issues, and like I said, not even having a full month on a Supercross track since he uh, broke his hand or whatever it was, messed up his wrist, I'm sorry. I, I know this is going to sound like I'm jumping the gun, but for the fact that he already got a second place at a gnarly track, yeah, the lap times were shit, but just how those rhythm sections worked out, how small the faces were, you couldn't miss time anything. If I'm everybody else, I'm looking at that going, that's not a good sign because if he's already in what, I think I read an interview that he said he's maybe 90% right now. So if he's second place at 90%, that's, that's not good. That's pretty scary, yeah. That's not good I for everybody that was else. Cat like reflexes when Breezy uh, Leah Yard tear the cracks the. Uh, the oh, I thought his head was coming off. I thought his head was coming off. Oh man, that was not good. I, what was he thinking? Like, what was laying on a bale? Like, was he gonna land on a bale? Dude, I have no idea. Are you talking about? Are you talking about Freezy? Yeah. So yeah, he, he just like kind of landed in the or was gonna land in the middle and peel off the bike, but he didn't seem like he landed right on the bale. It seemed like he was kind of in the middle of the left lane. He was doing bits for these things. Right, well, they yeah, s- they yeah, said whatever. when he crashed in the first start or whatever that it they think it fucked up his throttle and they were fixing it on the line and they thought they had it and then what they what they figure what I heard today is that when he oh. hit that jump his throttle stuck. Because when Ooh, I watched that, too, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you just fucking... Yeah, it makes sense, because he bailed. Yeah, I was like, you just land, and you're just like, nope, see ya. So, yeah, that was fucking wild, though, to watch that bike flip through the air at Brayton and Dylan, man. Like, holy shit. But it's nothing like having that. saddle problems on the first lap of a Supercross. Oh, <laughs> and especially with the way that track flowed after the first lap, then coming back across the start, how many issues we had with that. I mean, dude, that was... Yeah, but, of course, if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be Vince Freeze. <laughs> And this I'm gonna say, like, who, who? What were they thinking? Did they just expect not to have people crash in the first turn and then send the lane right back through that area? Yeah, I really hope that that doesn't happen again on Saturday. Cause yeah, if I if I see if I'm a rider and I see that again on Saturday, I'm I'm pitching a bitch. I'm not gonna be happy because they got lucky. There was a lot of different situations that could have happened that it could have it could have been way worse than what it was. And that was that was a close call too. Yes, but speaking of Yamahas, though, kind of going off horrendous, can we uh, – I know it's only two races, but uh, the way him and Mookie are riding right now, can we kind of all agree that uh, Star's doing a pretty good job with those bikes? Yep. No, no disagreeing there. I was thinking the exact same thing. I mean, they're living right from the, from the CEO to, to the janitor. Everybody's all in right now, and everybody's rolling. Well, that – you tell you talk about the two – I mean, the 250 team has obviously always been good, but between those two – you know, I know the AP had an off night, but he was good on Saturday. And then obviously Colton Craig right now. I mean, it's if you're Star Yamaha, you're going, yeah, we got this whole we got this whole thing on lock right now. Because I mean, what Frenchie's third in the points right now? Second in the points? Second. Third in the points? Uh, no, second. he's second. 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 Okay, so second in the points. Mookie's got to be what fourth or fifth? Uh, you know. So yeah, no, it's um, it's a it's a good time to be uh, riding a blue bike right now. 
Yeah, but Mookie gave up for like two laps last night. That was when like Frenchie got him and somebody else zapped him real quick too. It was, I mean, but like still, if you yeah. watch that, he was just kind of like, okay, I'm done for a second. And it was just like, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it was a uh, web. He came out of that corner and just went super slow and pulled the tear off. But I think though, with, and, and we saw it with Christian in the 250 main though, with how precise you needed to be on that track every lap. I think that he probably, and I'm just going to take a guess. He probably pumped up. Because I think a lot of guys did. Because you so can too. see by the end of the main, there was a lot of dudes that were laboring. Yeah, they, uh, Steve and uh, Weed were saying on their wrap-up show today that uh, Kenny looked tired, uh, Zacho looked tired. Now, what do you guys attribute that, like, do you attribute it just to the track, or is it the fact that we raced two days ago also? Because, I mean, that's... Well, a- I would go track. You think track? Yeah, um, just because, I mean, how many laps did they do two days ago? 26, 27? Yeah, 25 to 27 probably. So I would imagine that's a pretty close to the breaking point for a lot of these guys. And then to add three, four more laps to that at that intensity. Um, what I do you think, Tom? Be just the track. You know what I think was cool about the track is that they had this, uh, had the round one, layout and then they took it and did a 180 with it by going to the next like the next left hander closer for the for the start yeah the whole track being backwards like you don't we never really had the opportunity to do that too much before in the past besides me no. and I, right so like that's pretty cool to see and it, to have have it flow as good as it did like for what it's worth especially for having reused dirt usually reused dirt uh like after monster jam or whatever it's like really uh slippery and has like a loose top the dirt yeah. was great last night so i was I, was, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. I was pretty surprised. Now, I think Saturday, though, by the main, the track is going to be absolute shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be blue-green yeah, and hammered. shit. But I, I do agree. I think that the track was the biggest thing. And like I said, you know, it's it's not like there was anything gnarly technical. Once again, you know, we got a couple more whoops than we did on Saturday. But still, they weren't. They got cupped out and they got rutted out. But they weren't deep. They weren't tall. I think it just it was one of those things that, that track just seemed so mentally taxing that a lot of guys probably just weren't controlling their breathing and they were just pumping up by the end of the main, you know. And, and that's the thing because it was it looked like it was really easy to make one small mistake and you were done. You know, you weren't you completely blew the line. I mean, how many times did we see guys, especially in the 250 main on the far side rhythm section, the one where uh, out of the sand section, that if you didn't get a good drive at the beginning, you basically had to go double 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 all the way through. Yeah. And that's the thing. Normally we don't. We don't see that with the rhythm sections because these bikes are so good that you can just, hey, I'm going to just chop the throttle and seat bounce it and I can do a triple. Like, no, that wasn't going to happen with how rutted it was getting. So I think it was just a track. I think that it was gnarlier. I think everybody thought, oh, the lap times are short, so it's not going to be that bad. No, that was that was a technical track in my opinion. And, you know, we'll obviously get from Kevin's standpoint, but it was, it was a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Can we talk about how gnarly that quad was at the end of that rhythm section that AC did? Yep. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> That thing coming out of that sand and hitting that face like that too, so to get a good drive, man, you don't know what's gonna happen because if you got a, if you hit a little bit off the line and you get that sand on top of the base and you don't get a good drive off that first face, well, you're going in for a long straightaway right there. You mean like second? They or... said <laughs> that they were doing the 450 guys started doing that at the end of the second practice, but there was only like three people doing it. Yeah, the... one of them I think was Osborne. Somebody said Sexton did it. And I don't know who the third person was, but that's at least what I read, that three people were doing it, but they only did it, like, twice. So the fact uh, that, like, AC... Okay, so, okay, so that makes sense. Cause he he, he did it right it. in Tomac's eye. 
Like and that tells you how gnarly that was, though, because nobody else, they're like, fuck it, I don't want to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, how about you could even tell, though, like, at the end, like, how the, the landing started fading right. So, like, if you were too far to the left, like, you'd have to transition your body weight in the air. And, like, it just – the quad on Saturday after the finish line wasn't a big deal. That quad, I could see how a lot of people were like, nope, I'm not going to touch it. Not the second round. I mean, dude, it it skied you. That uh, the uh, you could see that when AC did it right next to Tomac in that heat race, man. Like it just put you to the rafters of that building, and it was it, yeah, you and fucked it, was it up. Balls no. of Tomac to try it the next lap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right behind him. Him trying it, and then uh, almost going into the nets. Like, well, okay. Yeah. Nope, I'm out on that. <laughs> Ball yeah. Z. Yeah, me too. I'm out on that too. All right, can we talk about these penalties now? Yeah, I don't, you guys have got to fill me in on this because I had heard that people were coming down with penalties, but I didn't really pay enough. I haven't had time. I didn't pay enough attention to it. What's, what's going on? Okay, so Kenny and Anderson both got um, penalized for jumping under the red cross flag. I guess it was yep. the first time they came around um, right after Sexton hit the deck there. Uh, so yep. Kenny is not happy about it. You can tell by his post on, on social yep. media. He's real pissed. And it basically is, if you look at the pictures, it's like when Kenny came out of that sand corner, he had, I think, Dylan in front of him. Is that right, Cole? Yeah, it was Ferrandis, and he was, like, blocking the flagger or something. Yeah, so the position the flagger was sitting, and if you look close at the picture, like, Kenny's eyesight, there's no way he can see that flag. And, like, when he jumps, if you watch the race, as he jumps, he turns and looks and is like, oh, shit, like, sees the flag and is like, fuck, I fucked that up. Um, so, realistically... He probably shouldn't have been penalized. Yes, he jumped on the Red Cross flag. He he shouldn't have been penalized points. He maybe should have gotten the secondary penalty that they have written in the rule book, which he highlighted there, which is like a fine or something like that. Um, but they basically they docked. I think him. Did they do it to Anderson too? The four points. I didn't. I don't think I wrote Anderson's down. What they docked him. Uh, I think it was Anderson, Party Marty, and, and Kenny, right? Oh, I don't. I didn't even hear Marty. I just heard Ando and what's it called? Yeah, I mean Marty was pretty much irrelevant because he finished like last anyway. So. I was gonna say Ando. I didn't. Ando. I didn't really hear either. But I mean, his finishes haven't been the best. So, whatever. It was. Yeah, more, they did. It, it was uh, championship points instead of positions. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So they docked Kenny four points, which basically took him from first in the points to what is he fifth now or something. Uh, I'm not sure, but either way, I mean, if this title comes down to a four-point swing, he's going to be pissed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess what do you do? AMA, never change. Can we uh, can we talk about the fact, though, I mean, granted, people had started going down, but, like, how bad that night was going for Coop and then for him to rebound and end up where he did? That's that's why I still believe he's going to be the champ. Oh, I, yeah, oh, me too. I don't know, man. I, have, I haven't seen – a lot of I'm 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 doubtful. Are you going with the ten ten? You going with the ten ten? I'm not I'm not writing the ten ten guy. Okay, the ten ten guy won a heat race. The ten ten guy came from down in the first corner to tenth place. Webb has ten ten guy still got ten ten. Webb <laughs> Webb has not done anything. Yeah, Ford, oh, man. I'm just giving you he shit, but like. Web- I'm giving I'm giving you shit, Travis. But like honestly, though, like there's no. I understand you're a Zacho, you're a Zacho guy to the backs. But like you got to at this point, though. And I understand we're understand we're two rounds in. 
But, like, now do you, like, you have to see what I'm talking about, though, like, with this shit. Luck has like, not he was been, riding great. Look, Luck but, has not been on our side, okay? But he fucking blew the doors off everyone in that fucking heat race, okay? I understand that, and, and I'm not taking that away from him. But once again, though, this is why I will never pit Zach Osborne hey. for a Supercross championship. Hey, Travis. <laughs> you know who else used to blue, blue? You know who used to blue? <laughs> <laughs> you know who else used to blow everybody's hey. doors off in a heat race and never win a main or do shit in the main? Who? Marty Dobbles. Oh, good God. Osborne is the new Marty. Chester, shut up. Mm. Look, I, I like to give Travis shit, and I like to pick on Zacho because I'm not a Zacho fan. I'm just not buying it. And, you know, I, I believe that he's going to get – he might get a win this year, but this is why I just don't see that he's ever going to be a title contender in Supercross. Outdoors, obviously, he's already got one, but – he continues to still make dumb mistakes. And in that race, he was closing on Eli. Eli gapped back out. At that point, if I'm him, I just settle in. Like, dude, I don't need to keep pushing. I don't need to keep pushing. And now he's, what, 15 points back or whatever it is? Like, the chances of him winning this title now are not good. Look, okay. It's just not. We've gone from a, like. Too involved in the dick measuring contest. We've gone from, like, a 99% to, like, 85% on this title hope, Okay. So we're down, oh, but we're not out, okay? We're within 15 points, and we're two rounds in. And we have speed. Yeah, but the thing is is that now he's 15 back, and he still has not been close to a win. We are and now fine. he's going to have to go get wins. We are he's going to have to go get wins. Everything's You're fine. You're not fine. Everything's it's fine. Not fine. We are fine. Bro, I don't – look, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced at the, rate, at the way this season's going, if, it, if the trend continues, that we're going to have to get a whole bunch of wins to win the title. I mean, I don't know about that. That's two, never happened in the history of Supercross. But. Two two races, we've had six different people on the podium. Like, literally no one has been on the podium twice. And you look at, like, Barsha. I mean, yeah, I know a shifter broke off, okay? But that's the same thing as, like, a bad luck like Osborne, okay? Osborne doesn't go down that first corner on, on Saturday night. Maybe he has a way better finish than a 10th. Uh, but the thing is, he did. Barsha's shifter, well... Barsha Shifter broke last night. I mean, the thing is, is it seems like it's coming for all of these guys. I mean, hell, dude, Tomac was a 13th the other night, okay? Yes, he won. Did he kind of get lucky he won? Yes, because even he said in the in the post-race, he was like, dude, those kids were flying. Like, Chase. Yep, but guess what? Once again, AC pulled an AC, and Chase... Chase, I feel bad for because I think that I think that that wrist is probably a little bum now. Like, there's not been uh, a word. Shoulder. Shoulder. Oh, it's a shoulder. Man, he's holding his wrist. Oh, it's off. a deep bruise to the shoulder. Okay. I was okay. gonna say I, when the way he was holding his arm, I was like, everybody's gonna say, "Oh, his arm," because he's holding it that way. But to me, I was like, "Dude, the way he hit, like, did he snap his collarbone from the other side? Like, I don't know. It was. It was, was that weird. the collarbone from the pit bike? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, damn. So that was one of those plans where you, when you're watching it on TV and Chase plans like that, you feel it. Oh yeah. That was brutal. Like fucking brutal. I was like, Oh my God, he's dead. Speaking of slams. Um, and you're going to shit on him, Travis, because it was the Savachi syndrome was, was out. Oh buddy. I got that. He exploded. No, that's not really a Savachi syndrome because Travis's Savachi thing is when Savachi's out front. But I'm curious though, depending on what he did, like, What's Rocky Mountain doing right now? Because Bogle cannot seem to stay healthy, and Joey might be hurt again. So, like, what do you uh, do? Yeah, but I really feel for Bogle, man, because like, every time he starts getting back in the swing of it, he smacks his dome in the first turn. Can seems. I get a Justin so, Hill? My, Can I get a Justin Hill? My understanding no. is Bogle's, Bogle not racing the main was not a head thing. 
from what I've heard, yeah. from what I've heard, they couldn't get his bike ready. Okay. Mm. Um, and I and I feel for Savachi too, man, because you got to start thinking like, usually when a guy's on a new bike like that and they come into a normal season during the week, they can get that bike a little more dialed in. Yeah. Um, for this season, that there is no opportunity for that. It's it's race your bike into shape if that makes sense. And uh, mm-hmm. man, he he's not going to be able to have that opportunity, and and his results are going to show it. And everybody's just going to keep shitting on the guy even more when. You know, you can love him or hate him, but he has the talent to be, you know, a top five guy. I mean, we'll see him well, out. The first round went good. It went out. The first round was okay for him, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm, so I'm watching Savage's crash right now, and it's the same one that every one of us has done a hundred times when your back tire just hooks a little bit. You go in your high side down, like so annoying, and he yeah. just slams on his head. And I'm a Joey guy, and I just I keep I feel for him. So it's like for me, you know, it's like, damn, what can you say and stuff? But yeah, like if if he's if he's banged up now because you know maybe it could have just been hey, it knocked the wind out of him, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But like if he's banged up and whatever's going on with Bogle, like they rock him out. What are you doing now? Because that's the thing. Like all your guys that you normally would go to as like filling guys, all are riding now. Like boss, boss is not. He's on Moto Concepts now. You know, tickle. What, like what do you do? Like who are you bringing in if Joey? And Bogle are out for Saturday. The bear, bro. The bear. Oh, I'm, bringing in, I'm bringing in Blake Baggett. <laughs> oh, you, you sure about that? <laughs> Maybe if they write him a check for about eight hundred grand. Oh I'm bringing God. in. I heard like, like three hundred grand, three to three fifty. They owe him. Really? Huh? I thought I read that somewhere and didn't hear it read. Jason Thomas is coming back. Yes. If I if I'm a team owner and I need a filling guy, I'm calling Mike Brown. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Man, who would you call though? Who would you call right now? Everybody's pretty locked up. And you can't really Josh bring Hill. anybody off a of two fifty. Did you say uh, Phil? Josh Hill would, would be a good candidate. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm calling in. Yeah, they'd probably call Josh Hill or Justin Hill, but who knows? Bro, what call. He's doing. Call Amart. Yeah. Hey, you know, if there's no pressure on the line, I would call Hanny. If there's no pressure, if he's got, a, if he's even worried about it at all, I wouldn't. But isn't he testing for Honda though? Doesn't he? I mean, uh, I don't I know. Think he, I think, I think so. he's signed his name on a dotted line with Honda somewhere along the line. Oh, uh, and he's making <laughs> fat money, probably. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Like, who who would you bring in? You know, I mean, there are obviously some privateers that you could bring in. You know, you could bring in a guy like Kyle Cunningham, but I mean, I don't even know what he's been doing. As far as I know, he's just been doing riding schools. Um, damn, that's a good question. I'm they might get. <laughs> the I'm bringing in Rick Mellon to jump the Himalayas. <laughs> do Do we know of any European guys that wanna want a shot at Supercross? No, I know a guy that wants a shot at outdoors, but definitely not Supercross. Who's that? Jimmy G. Come on, Dasal. Oh, yeah, bring him in and put it on it. Oh Jesus, I would not want to watch him ride a Supercross track. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Jeffrey Hurley. The only rider on the track hitting all the corners with his feet on the peg still. <laughs> yes, and his bars all the way rolled back. Oh, good God. I'm um, calling up Jeffrey, and I'm signing him for $2 million. Jeffrey? Jeffrey Walker? Je- Je- God, no. <laughs> Jeffrey Hurley. Really fuck you. Oh, I really hope that Hurley comes out uh, to the States one of these years. I really hope before his career is over, or before he's like over the hill, so to say, that he comes out, because that sure would be uh, – Oh, it'd be an absolute uh, defamation, in my opinion. I wasn't in Indiana to watch him just annihilate all of the Americans. 
I just want to see him ride one more time. That's it. I just want to see him ride in person one more time, and then I'm good. Good God. Yeah, Do that's we know where the designations this year? What's up? Do we know where the MX designations is this year? France, uh, I think. I think it's in France, yeah. They've had to change it back and forth. They literally went through three different venues, but it's in France. Hmm. But they're saying they're going to bring it back to the States in 2023. Iron Man. Maybe. Better not have it after August. Yeah, because all it does is rain. It'll be a mud fest again. Um, how about can we talk about uh, can we talk about the old man though? The old man that got on the box, Justin. Yeah. Very, very, very impressive. Bro. I mean, did anybody see that coming? Because we kind of shit on him when we did our preview show, dude. Literally I mean, anybody on the gate could walk away with a win, and I wouldn't be that surprised. I, I mean, the twenty fourth place, Joey Savacci could win. Oh, I know that's that's, that's what's crazy. Man. You know what I'm How saying? anybody? I'll piss Chad Reed right now. Uber pissed. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's driving a Lamborghini, a racing Lamborghini, so I don't know if he's that pissed. Dude, no, he, that's over, man. He's been he's been riding a Supercross track. I, he told he told uh, he it told. It looked like there was a Daytona section involved with that track he was riding, so I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and just races Daytona. Well, him and Stuart Golfin too, so there's that. He told Dan Truman he looked at his he looked at his calendar after he rode the other day and said, "Man, you know." uh we might be able to make Atlanta. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've never been a big Chad fan, but I've always respected him. But can we be real? Like, if everybody is healthy, like, do we really think Chad would make a main, though? Yes. It would I mean, be really the close, deuce honestly. deuce put it in. Bro. What, be... Wait, what What'd you say, Cole? The seven deuce deuce put it in. No, no, I'm saying if everybody is there. I'm saying if everybody's there, you bring back McElrath, you bring back Anstey, you bring in if Justin Hill is going to race. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, theoretically, no, but realistically, that guy's got uh, so much racing out now. Guys are going to continue dropping. So I would think that Daytona would actually probably be his best bet. And I think it's going to happen. I think so too. Oh. Even if it's not, if I'm if I'm rubbing my crystal balls, I'm not. I'm you not crystal sh- balls. I'm not yeah. sure it's going to happen this year, but I think he's back next year, especially if everything's somewhat back to normal. We got like lots of fans and everything, fan fest going off. I think he's back next year. Well, that'd be cool to see. Ooh, Chad, I mean, yeah, Chad. I read it. Taking a year and a half off on the, on the couch. Forty-two years old or whatever, not probably thirty-seven years old. There's no way you'd do that, bro. He's not on the couch. That motherfucker's been riding BMX like a madman with his kids. Okay, <laughs> he's in shape, God. bro. He's I don't think you watch it, man. I saw a picture of him. Seven-year-old, I'm about to come out and win. I tell you that. Uh, I saw a picture of Chad, and like I said, him and Stu on a golf course, and he didn't look that in shape. Shoot, I mean, dude. Anybody, anybody oh. want to correlate uh, uh, Sexton? Wadding it up to uh, training with Stu. To Stu? Yep. Hell no. <laughs> through my head too. Bro, go Bullshit. faster. How do you how do you win races, James? How do you win races? Go fucking faster and quad everything. Well, he tried to go Listen, faster. Listen, man, if the, if he wants to really crash like James like James Stewart, he'd have crashed on that quad. Well, I mean, dude, you can't tell me that, that was a very Stewish crash. That was a very Stewish crash. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you know. Look, let's be real. Really hard to do yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. If if he hadn't crashed, it would have been really tough to catch him. Oh, I don't. I honestly don't know if they would have. If he would, if he wouldn't have went down with, he was already putting what he had like a second and a half, two seconds. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't know if they would have caught him. To be honest with you, like the only thing that I can see him catching is the obvious, like hey, he either pumps up or gets tired, which obviously is a possibility because he's yet to complete his entire 450 main. So, but as far as speed, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they would have caught him. 
Nah, if he, if he doesn't crash there, he wins that man going away. Yeah, but then, I mean, what can you say? What would AC done, though? Because, I mean, AC, like, he was looking good. Like, yeah, he was gapping him a little bit. But, I mean, God, though, if you're AC, like, dude. Maybe. It just depends. Stop. It depends how many times AC pulled that quad out. That would be, that would be, I think, the determining factor as to whether he got by him or not. Other than that, I mean, dude, when you yeah, have Tomac, but really, was that quad really that much faster? You were think, in the air. I think it was, man. I think it was. It looked like it was a little. Not, I mean, okay, not significantly. You're not gonna make up a half a second on that quad, but you're gonna make up a, a tenth, to maybe two, doing that. I think that where you made the most time off that quad is when you come out of that stand corner when you go around the outside. You're carrying so much more momentum, even though it's a little bit longer on that one. Yeah. You were seeing mm-hmm. guys, especially on the 250s that were coming in at the outside hot, were making up like a half a bike length every lap on that one. Yeah. The tough thing about having a short track is that when everybody kind of, you know, kind of spreads a little bit out, well, yeah, that's like half a track where the riders right there. So, like, as soon as that start, stuff start, comes into play with, with lappers, that, like, we had, a, I mean, it was up to sixth place last night get lapped. So, I have to imagine that it probably has a lot to do with, with riders crashing a lot, but even more so when you got that many laps on on, uh, on one track is shorter, the track gets beat the shit way faster, right? And especially when you got 29 laps, like you're taking a main event a lot longer for, for getting a beating than you normally would. So when you're coming out of that sand and you're carrying your hauling ass like that at that first face, it's probably hard to hit that same thing uh, later in the main and still make those quads at the end. Well, did anybody notice, too, that Ferendus in that sand corner, like how everybody was fading to the outside, like how he actually started staying to the inside berm and still being able to three into the rhythm section? And I think that that was actually, honestly, other than staying tight in the corner, like nobody was going to the inside, so that sand wasn't getting pushed into the face, so he had less chance to get wheel spin going up the face. And I noticed that he started doing that like halfway into the main. And Marv did it, like I think he did it like two laps after he had went down in that section because he was doing the same thing. But, like, I started looking at that, I'm like, I don't understand how more of these guys weren't picking up on that because, like, so many people just, they'd go to fade to the outside, fade to the outside. And then especially where Chase, where it'd drop off when he got pitched, but all that sand was just getting drug into the face and you take a chance of getting a wheel spin. And Frenchie figured out how to hit the triple from the inside, and I'm like, I don't get how nobody else was picking up on that. I noticed that, and I was like, yep, that's fucking sweet. And I think and he was – That's such a French thing to do. And I don't know if he was making up a lot of time there, but, like, conserving energy, and like I said, it was giving him some time. And I just don't know. But once again, though, the two Frenchmen, they're the ones that figured it out. Nobody else did. It's pretty amazing how much differently they ride. Like, the third one that comes to mind, Frenchies, that rode totally different was Christophe Orsel. It was like he was... Oh, my God. And they ride so much different than the way we do. I love Dude, it. And, and just the way, and, and, and me, Tom and me talked about Frenchy back in the day, or Porcel, like at Redbud, you know, just his riding style, how much different he is. Like everybody used to watch Baggett, you know, his hips are back, his chest is behind his arms, and then you look at Porcel and it's straight up and down, and you're like, how the fuck does that work? But then he looks like he's fucking just butter, like he never made mistakes. And you watch him and you're like, well, you know, you get why he won so much. Can you confirm nor deny him smoking fat blunts before motos behind the summer. I've heard stories, but I don't know how true they are. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was in there and I heard some things, but you never really know, right? People, people, there's a lot of photos that say a lot of dumb things. I mean, with it, that if, dude. I mean, with the, the injury he had, if that's what he's got to do, then fucking go for it. I can also I say that he, guys for sure would do a week, but I, uh, as far as doing race, I'm not so sure myself. 
Lawrence, he's about the only one. <laughs> he's confirmed. Jay Law is pretty confirmed. Let's be real. He was he was doing it before Motos. Oh yeah, I one of one of my old bosses. He worked for Pro Taper at the time, and he went up into the semi, and the the lounge just reeked a pot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's, you want to talk about? We could go on for hours about guys that never lived to their true potential. It's kind of amazing that it's legal and like that will be a normal thing almost kind of now. For not only not only for moto but for just everything else in general. Like yeah. if you go to Troy Lee's semi. I'm not saying anything about any of those in particular, but just for an example, if you go to Troy Lee's semi after the the race, it probably won't be anything more unusual to see that as it was would be to see a Coors Light in another one. You know, what I mean that's it's amazing right. that stuff is changing in the world right now. It's just unfortunate though, and a few guys come to mind that. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be. For, I'm going to be honest. I'm not condoning that by any means. Like I don't have a problem with it and shit. But like we know the stories of guys getting into pills, and it's like you right. almost wish that that shit was legal now. Like it would have been legal back then because maybe those guys would have went down that road instead of going down the pill road. Because we just we've seen it with so many yeah. guys that they wanted that little bit of extra relief and they just they went down the pill the pill route. Yeah. It's um, okay, so, Nico, is he? so uh, yeah. <laughs> one person we haven't talked about a whole lot here. Can we talk about Tomac winning? Was it a surprise? Really? I mean, it's early. I mean, after that mysterious first round that he's known to do, yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a surprise to me. I, don't I, know, I mean, is, is it a surprise that he does yeah. that? Is it a surprise that he rides like that one race and then wins the next? Not really. It was no. probably a surprise to himself that he that he ended up winning. Since the, I mean, there are so many crashes out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's who he is. That's just who he is. Oh yeah, I guess he did start in third place, so that's not too bad to crawl up. But there was a the, the first two rounds so far. Getting a good start is a stupid God, thing to see on the detectives. But being uh, getting a good start has been so important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fifty main just came on, so I'm I'm getting thoughts popping in my head. Oh, I just finished it, dude. I, and once again, not to keep being a homer and 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 you know tooting Frenchie's horn, but I didn't realize he came from eleventh. God, blow him yeah, already. Yeah, Frenchie's in tenth right now. What did you say, Travis? Nothing. Okay. Uh, are we ready? Yeah, move, whatever, man. Are we ready to move on? So to like, Barsh was moving his way forward, and then yeah, and then they went off him, and then he just wasn't moving, and Roxon and Weber up in the pack a little further. Well, yeah. All right. Anything else just with just an, whipped it in his eye? Anything else with four fifties? Are we ready to move on to two fifties? No, I'm good. All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick two second break. I'll get Kev on the line here, and we'll uh, we'll talk some two fifties here. Don't don't hang up. Hold on. Dude, right. and like I said, right now it's impossible. All right, we got we got Kev on the line here with us. Kev, we're on with uh, Justin and Cole like normal, and then Tom that you met at uh, at AC Red Bull there. In the oh, cra- okay. in the crazy hat, the other the other crazy yeah, conspiracy yeah, sure. guy with all of us, you know. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh boy! AC made five nice uh, nice performance out there. Not you know, not the result maybe you want, but if you rode really well, I thought. Yeah, um, that's what I've, I've honestly like. Was kind of expected to get shit on if I'm being really honest. Uh, like people message me and whatnot, but like I've gotten literally like nothing but positive messages. Like obviously, uh, we were the fastest one in that LCQ and we should have been in the main event. But 
things just kind of happen. Obviously, I kind of like threw it away a little bit with my front wheel jumping to an outside run. I was not expecting it to. And then got back up in fifth, and I was like, all right, Kevin, you can't be doing that shit. I was like, just get your stuff together. You still got a chance. Uh, passed into fourth, and then just immediately got cleaned out. So, so you got woodcock. You got, you got woodcock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, like, I've gotten a lot of just really positive messages. Just like, dude, like, your speed's there, your aggression's there, your starts are there. It's like, I've gotten a lot of comments that, like, I'm just a different rider from last year, so it's actually pretty promising. I'm going to be honest you with you, man, look at what else is there is TV time. There's nobody that got more TV time than the 8.5 machine this week. Yeah, like, and I was uh, actually talking to my brother about that, and I was like, he's like, the only person's name that was mentioned more than you, Kevin, was Jet. Like, every everything else was, like, you were the second most mentioned rider, which that may be an exaggeration, but. Uh, I don't well, think I'm going to be honest far. with you, Kevin. I think that. I, I think you had top ten speed, man. To be honest with you, look at how that main ended, and and look at the way that Osby and and Short were riding. I, I think that you were right on par with those guys. Because I mean, oh, even 100%. in the heat race, even with the heat race, like looking where Grant Harlan was, and I even said in the group text, I'm like Harlan got fifth in the heat race, and I'm like, with the way you were coming through the pack after what happened in the first turn, I'm like, Kevin's faster than Harlan, and Harlan got fifth, and and then like I said, watching the way Osby and Short rode, especially with them fading at the end of the main. I'm like, if Kevin gets in, he he would have been right there with those two guys. Oh yeah, 100. And I know none of you guys know this, but there's, I'm not, I didn't want to post about it on Instagram just because like, I'm not gonna sit here and make excuses. Hey, quiet. but there was a miscommunication between the team and I on where I was at in that heat race. Oh shit. Yeah, so I was told I was in tenth the whole time, and so like the whole time I'm like, okay, I need to make one good pass, and I was gonna make it stick. So I kind of. I didn't wait. Obviously, I was trying, but it's tough to make a pass on that track, so I set it up, and I did make a pretty uh, aggressive pass on Harriman, which I apologized for afterwards, because I was like, I thought that was for a transfer slot. So I did it late in the race, made sure I got in, came across the finish line, like, whew, thank God, we got nine. That's all that matters. And I turned up, look at the board, and it says ten, and I was not happy. Yeah, I could understand that. That's yeah. So I was told, yeah, I was. I mean, it's part of it. I, there's nobody. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and blame. Her. I shouldn't shouldn't have been in that position anyway. Yeah. But uh, I thought I was in tenth the whole time, so I made the one pass there right at the end to get to ninth. Well, ended up I was in eleventh the whole time. I also want to know that so far with this season, the starts have been so important, and one thing's for sure: with the eight five machine, you must be running some kind of. Your gas. Dude, I've been. I've been oh, it's that Tom's on motor. It's that Tom's on yeah, motor. Yes, it's not motor. PVR all That's the way. Good. That's the way to go. Hey, though, can can everybody agree on this phone call? And I mean, obviously, Kevin's gonna agree because it's him. But like us, us for you know, us jerkies over here. Everybody was talking about oh, you know, and, and Ricky even said it. Oh, Moran's ran it in too deep in the first turn. I'm like, no, he didn't. Everybody was like, oh, Kevin, the wheel was up. Yeah, they were like, oh, Kevin locked up his front brake. I'm like, he was trying not to fucking take out Austin. And that's the first thing they said. They're like, oh, he pushed it in too deep. I'm like, no, man. I'm like, he knew Austin was there. He's not trying to plow into his boy. I'm like, that had nothing to do with that. So like, Like, I even apologized to Austin after the fact because I knew I hit him. And then I didn't. Obviously, I went down, so I didn't see what happened to him. But when he passed me, I was like, oh, shit, my bad, buddy. (laughs) But that kind of of annoyed me a little bit when that was the first thing. And. They said they were like, "Oh, Moran's ran it in too deep on the first turn." I'm like, "No, I'm like, that no, has nothing like, to do with it." No, not. Ricky Carmichael just threw it's it like off. everybody shitting on Osby a couple years ago. Mm. 
I actually had a conversation with my brother about this too. He's like, 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 I don't know. I don't want to talk shit on anybody. Obviously, I'm cool with Ricky and everything, but he is very hard uh, and aggressive with the things that he says. I feel like, like, it's not like oh, I yeah, commit there too hot over my head, knowing that I was gonna get cut off like that. Like, I didn't expect him to come down on me that way because we were pretty much even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he did get a little bit of an edge, so I tried locking it up. And then my – well, what really screwed me is my foot peg tagged the uh, top block, which made my back end go out yep. instead of, like, feet going straight. So that's what made me push into him. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I, I thought, thought you were going to be able to stomp it out and keep going. I just got a little bugged by that when they said that. I'm like, for real? I'm like, dude, there's – no, that's not what happened. That was just – Man, no, no disrespect to the, to the greatest of all time, but, like, not even two laps later, he's praising some guy for run, running in on the front wheel into the corner too hot. It's like, well, yeah. He's sitting on Moran's, and then he's, he's praising this next guy. I don't know. Yeah, that, of all time. Yeah. That's, that's called yanking a start, all right? Ricky can suck it. That's what I think. Tom's Aunt Motor. Dude, Tom's so, Aunt Motor. And, well, like, one, I've always been good at starts. Like, I had... I'll say it right here. Like, it may not happen, but I 100% believe in my heart that I'm going to get a whole shot by the end of the season. Yes, oh, let's do sure. it. So I'm actually really glad you said mentioned this because I've been waiting to ask you on the air. What is the what is your routine? Let's start when you're on when you're on that same Supercross gate because it's like a metal metal grate behind the gate on those ones, right? So like the same start consistently every time, right? So what's your technique? Um, so the one thing I do that a lot of people don't do is, uh, is I've learned it from Shannon Ide. Uh, I do my three outside fingers on the clutch, my pointer finger tucked in between the grip and the clutch on the inside. So like I have my three outside fingers cause it just allows me to have a little bit more control instead of having my like two pointer and middle finger. So that's the way I always do my starts. But, I mean, typically the team's just pulling up, like, the pants of, like, where your crotch is, like, pulling it up real tight so that way your pants are obviously tied on your butt. So that way when seasons take off, it doesn't sag back. But uh, other than that, just uh, I have very good reaction time. Do you have a set on your on your bike where you have the specific RPM that, it's, that you do start at, or do you do it off the field? No, just just by feel. There you go, folks. Kevin Moran's giving away the secrets. There it is. Yep. There you go. Kevin Moran's giving away the secrets, people. That's how you want to do starts now. <laughs> so lined it up next yeah. to those factory boys. Do they? What do they got going on? They got some shift lights or something, or or what are they? Oh, I have with, no idea. Think? I honestly love it when I line up next to them because I know. Yeah, I may not get to the first corner before them, but I know for a fact I'm going to beat them, like, off the jump. Like, almost every <laughs> photo from last year that they took, like, a photo, like, a foot or two off the line, my front tire is in first place. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I pretty much know all those factory teams have the get the get RPM thing on the front fender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's most, well, most of them. Yeah. I remember the Starbucks used to do it, and uh, Jeremy Martin, at, I was at Daytona's, way up in the, the nosebleeds and going around the track you could just see that thing blinking like while you're going around the track that would annoy the shit out of me it probably yeah, it'd probably be annoyed too, too but still no nope. well, i got one more question for you Kevin. when, when you're on the start i feel 
when you're on a start cabin, do you look at the gate? Do you look at the pin? Do you look in front of the gate? What's your what's your? No, uh, just uh, just at the front bar of the gate. The parts as closest to me. As soon as I see hmm. it flinch, I just drop the clutch pretty much. I was a pin guy. I don't, do, I don't have I don't have any secrets, man. I just I just consistent with what I do. Yeah, we can't be giving away all all the secrets now. No. Yeah, exactly. It's working. You're gonna be getting more. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure all the other guys on that on that gate listen to this janky radio show. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, we're just a well, We don't even go to the races, so like in Steve's mind, we all suck. <laughs> I'm just being real. I doubt anybody on that gate listens to this. Oh, for sure. There's no way. There's no way. Maybe not today, but maybe down the road. The one thing I like about podcast is that you can. So I mean, you can shit all all over Woodcock right now if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna message Woodcock and be like, "No, dude, like I'm I'm buddies with him. Like I've raced with him over in Germany and shit. So like when we came off, obviously like when he. Just didn't even try to turn. He just decided to go for my front wheel. I was like, oh, wow. And, like, that's just exactly how I wanted my night to go. Um, but I came off, and I was, I'm was i not the one that's like, I shouldn't even been in the LCQ anyway. And I threw it away at the beginning, so, like, this is all on me. So I'm not going to sit here and just be pissed at him. You know what I mean? I shouldn't even have been in that situation. I'll be pissed really? at him I wasn't going to come off screaming and yelling, like, that doesn't do me any good, doesn't do him any good. But I did stop him. I was like, dude, when I passed you, I did the 3-3-3 out of the sand. And I jumped into the corner. That's why I came in contact with you. I didn't yeah. mean to do that. You were just trying to cut down. And I was like, when you were trying to pass me, you didn't even try to turn, dude. You just went straight <laughs> in my, my front wheel. And he, oh, yeah, he didn't angle that corner at all. <laughs> no, he just, like, like pointed down. He's like, oh, my lever, whatever. And I just drove off. It's like, whatever, dude. Like, hey, hey, get him, get, him to come, get him to come in for an interview in Indy, and I'll call him out on it <laughs> on the show live. I'll be like, bro. <laughs> No, I get, dude, I have no hard feelings. Like, it's, we were in fourth place for the LCQ. Like, that shit just happened. I know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, obviously, I got the, the short end of the stick, so I should be pissed about it. But You got the short end of the whip pack. Oh, my God. No more puns. No more puns. Hey, Kev, we need to I find... Mean, it's just part of it. What's, so what's the kind of, best pun you've heard on that so far? Oh Jesus! I haven't heard a whole lot of anything, to be honest. Oh Kevin, you got a whole you got a whole thread on Vital MX that has your name on it. That's just people giving it back and forth. Oh, he got Woodcock or some bullshit. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, we need to find a picture of that. No, we'll make I mean a shirt. I know that like when we get to the main event, like it's not even the fact that I'm trying to get retaliation. Like I could care less about that. Like I know I'm gonna beat him on the like main event, or at least I should. I held my chance myself to a little higher standard. So. I shouldn't be messing around with anything like that. So, you know, we'll just put our, like, sights on better than that. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to tell you, man, I think that I think that top ten's coming sooner than uh, than you think. Hey, um, you know, not to be that guy. But, but uh, you're going to be that guy. You're going to be that guy. We all, yeah, but I'm going to be that guy. We all took you in fantasy. So no, no, I didn't. Dude, top don't. Ten and, yeah, I totally, I totally fucked everybody then, didn't I? What that, well, what no, that no, top over here is like, oh, he got Kern Thurman in for me, though. Uh, well, you know, I actually have, I actually have Woodcock, too. So, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, that was a thing. Oh, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, so how many of you guys picked me in round one then, huh? Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't pick you in round one. I waited for the. No, so that's, that's, no that's then we your fault. we had you on the show, and you're like, you boy, don't quit, and I was told. 
hey, man, you can blame Travis for me not picking you in the first round. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, he's out. I'm out. I'm not. I can't do it. Yeah, Travis talked us out of it. So you can, yeah, uh, you can blame him. Look, man, blame I had, I had information. you're my supporter, bro. I had information direct <laughs> from the source. Bro, I've been on a Supercross track six days. We're racing into shape. I hit a deer with my van, so I couldn't train for two days. Like, dude, I had information oh. that was not pointing to a, hey, this may not go as planned, okay? I just passed Travis. the information so, along. So, in other words, were you were you uh, happy with my first performance? I was super stoked on the first. I was stoked. Hey, I told you earlier today when we talked on the phone, I was stoked with the performance on Tuesday night. I mean, the result wasn't exactly <laughs> yeah. what we wanted. We weren't in the main, but fuck, did we have a lot of TV time, bro. Like, the logo was well, on. Well, did. We had a lot of – and, like, I mean, it's not good to say, but I told this to my brother, too. I was like, obviously, I'm not one that wants to be taking anybody out or whatnot. And I don't want to be obviously hanging up with my boy Austin, but I was like, if you have a situation like that that happens with the main guy in the class and your name is mentioned, like, it requires the factory teams and these managers to hear my name and know what my name is. It's to an extent, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Can I, can oh, I, just, can I just say there was – that bike looks good, too. Can I, can I just oh, say yeah. there it was does look sick. Especially when it's going to pull a whole shot at round three, just saying. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. There, well, there you go. There were, whole shot to finish. There was no First tears. There was no tears shed watching Forkner hit the ground. I was like, yay. Oh, my God. There we You're are. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You're oh, such man. a dick, dude. I'm a huge asshole. It's all right, <laughs> though. Big comment. He's like, oh, oh that fun. stupid fuck. I'm like, you bastard. Hey, look, he wasn't he wasn't hurt, okay? So it's fine to cheer it on. Oh, he's on the ground. Darn it. Oh, Shaw, I'm so sad. Dude, just because you don't like Forkner, I mean, just get over it. <sighs> Look, can we can we yeah, talk? I texted him after I came back after that uh, after the heat. I was like, dude, my bad. Like, I didn't mean to do that. Like, you just kind of didn't cut me off. But I was like, I tried slowing down my front back end, came off the ground, and he's like, oh no, you're all good. I was like, all right. Did he even know it was you? Oh, I guarantee he did. Yeah, because I was I wondering mean, about that. If like he knew at the time, maybe not, but like. When he was coming back through the pack and he knew, like, he had to have known it was me coming in on the inside of him. I'm sure he knew. Because I was Kevin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell us about the first turn this week. It seemed like it was a lot of traffic that were in the first turn. Tell us about the first turn. Uh, It was very tight for how long the straightaway was. Going across lanes is almost like 290s in a way. Yeah, and I don't. I didn't really like how, like, even in the LTQ, um, how you go through and then you turn and then you turn immediately back to the where people are going to be down if there's a first turn. Yeah. Oh man, that came in uh, later. Did they red flag what one heat because of that shit? Bogles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard bogles. Normally Kevin, normally during Supercross, you go up into the industry seating and watch between the between the races, right? Yeah. Is there industry where where do you go now this year with all the corona? Um, dude, I don't know. It's really weird. Like, I don't even go in the stadium during the races. Um, I'm actually going to be really honest. Like, I just watch TV. Like, so in well, obviously in round two, I had to go to the LCQ, so I was getting all my shit ready to go to the LCQ. But when I transfer straight from the heat, like, I just watched the uh, races from inside the camper. That way, I could actually like look at all the lines and whatnot and how it's forming. What was that? Is the, is, I mean, oh, go ahead. Go for it, Kev. No, I'm. 
Go ahead and ask me a question. What? Uh, oh, what, uh, the only thing I was going to ask is, is like obviously everything is different, go, you know, going on, and we really hope that maybe in 2022 things can get back to a little bit of normal, or maybe even for outdoors a little bit. But like, what is what is the vibe right now in the pits with everybody? I mean, I don't mean just the factory teams and the privateers, just like everybody, no matter what, is is everybody kind of just. I mean, I know you have to, you have, only can have somebody people in your group, but like. Is everybody still communicating with each other, like, hey, buddy, buddy, or, like, does the moment that you get to the track, is everybody just kind of keeping their distance and doing their own thing? No, it's definitely not uh, distancing. I mean, yeah, you don't talk to your buddies as much, but you still, like, like just BS with them, and it's, it's still kind of like a, a normal vibe, but the whole fan situation is really awkward because there's obviously not as much foot traffic as there is. Everybody's, like... You don't want to, like, you want to interact with the fans, but at the same time, you don't. Just for that off chance that somehow you get COVID, and then, like, it's just really weird. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and I don't even want to get into the bullshit that you guys got to fucking pay for your COVID test. I think that's absolutely uh, shit. Oh, dude, that's, they, yeah, we can get on to a whole tangent. Yeah, I, when uh, yeah, I can go on a tangent. Literally across the parking lot. Oh, my God. All right, I have a, I have a couple of track questions. Number one, we we watched that sand section all night. What was uh, what was that like riding that sand section? Because it pretty much ate everyone uh, up. Good. So like, I don't know, I don't know if they showed it, but like that was one thing I was kind of happy about. Was like in the LCQ, ripped the whole shot, come around first lap, and I clicked out the three 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 that nobody else was doing. So like, it gave me a little bit of a gap. But the sand was goofy, and the fact that sometimes depending on how they prepped it. You couldn't get the 333 because if you went outside, like, sometimes the sand would drop off and then go to the face. But, like, luckily in the LCQ, it was fresh enough that it came right out of the sand into the face. So, like, it was – I don't know. I never liked sand on a super cross track, if I'm being really honest. But, <laughs> I mean, I guess it made things interesting. Good for sex. Yeah. The other thing I have a question about, uh, did I hear – did you hit that quad at the end of that – Rhythm section, or was that something that somebody made up? No, I hit it. You hit it? Yeah. How how was that? Because oh, that I thing think, was oh, fucking no, 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 huge. No. The quad at the end of the rhythm section, the first one, no. Oh, okay. I was I thought I heard somebody say that. Oh, you're you talking it. about the one that that uh, Tomac right was carried on. Yeah. I thought I heard somebody say that. Right right after the sand. Yeah. No, did not do that. Okay. I was about to say that's a stretch even for a factory 250. I thought I thought I heard somebody say you did it, and I was like, "You got to be shitting me!" Like, what the fuck is Kev doing over here? <laughs> what kind of big boars in that <laughs> bike? Yeah, Yo, I've been I've been told multiple times that if I keep pulling starts like that, they're gonna try to pull my motor apart. <laughs> oh well, like, my god, dude! You're gonna god, I, we will send you money to tear down a star yeah, motor. Yo, dude, I'll be all on board. I swear to God, it's like fucking Gavin Grace in 08. Oh, he's a privateer, so he's obviously got to be cheating. No, maybe it's a start technique shit. Yeah. So, okay, how how big was that quad? Because I know you went obviously went through that section. That was was that as big as it looked on uh, TV? Yeah, it was massive. I I definitely think it's it would have been pretty doable. If I was on a 450, I probably would have thought about it. I mean, I you got Tom Zondor while you're on that thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, like with the momentum of like a good guy on a 450 is there definitely doable. Was there uh, was there anything else like tricky about the track like the rest of it? Because I know it was basically the same thing just backwards from the other night. Was there anything anything sketchy or how were the whoops? Were those bigger, the same, smaller? I mean, no, they weren't bad. 
um, nothing was really nothing really stuck out or stood out to be honest. Did it? Um, did the track seem to be holding the moisture like it was the other day, where it, like uh, was rutting up a, a whole lot and kind of getting weird? Or do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be real yeah. hard packed for for Saturday? Yeah, we've been wondering about the dirt because um, up in there, kind of like last year and normal years when they have the monster jam, monster jam like week four or whatever, usually gets real hard paced. What did you think about the dirt? Um, I don't think it was bad. I think it's honestly going to stay soft. Like it's rutting up, ridiculous. Um, every time we go out. So, like, I don't think it's anything really – I think it's going to be soft again. Hmm. When you're doing that many laps, it's 42-second lap time or whatever. It's, it's got to that get does suck. in a lot of different you're, Yeah, it does suck because it ends up being a heat race. feels like a main event. <laughs> um, all right, any other track questions for Kev? If not, we can move on to talking about some more of this 250 class here. I'm good. Fire away. All right, Kev, you you staying on or are you uh, jumping off? No, I'm good for a little bit longer. Okay, cool. Well, in that case, let's start with uh, with my boy here, my other boy. Uh, which one? Uh, golden which one? golden like Jet. Golden Jet. Bro, these guys are oh, all screwed. Your homerness disgusts me. Oh, shut the fuck God, up. Yeah. Tom's right. The only thing that was cool was the fact that it was a Honda. Other than that, you are just you are you got way too many boys. I can't keep track. No way, bro. Golden that Jet was so on yeah. it. Listen, Homer Simpson over here. The rest of these boys are screwed. He was a little nervous the first Dude, round. We had some nerves was, going. Oh my god. Now we got it. Now we got the nerves out of the way. We had the bad round out of the way. Boom. We're on. Wipe our hands. We're we. Good. There you go again with that we stuff. We. I'm going to be. We. we are going to be on the this we. jet train for a while. Okay, man. It was one race. He rode awesome. Kind of like what he last year when he should have won in Anaheim. Oh, my God. Are you feeling but okay? Let's, let's slow the roll, bro. Let's slow it down. A Justin bit. used the word awesome. He didn't use good. He didn't use okay. He used awesome. So that means it was a really well, he good did run. The line. Bro, he was 14 seconds out. What else how you want me to describe it? Oh, he fucking rode amazing. Exactly. That's because we are killing it, and we are going to the top, baby. Oh, my God. I'm really, it's really fun to see the Lawrence boys to be doing so well because, I mean, especially Jet being 17 and winning, not just winning, but, like, whooping everybody's ass and, and to be out there uh, having moved well, across the world, you know, that's pretty. that's a pretty cool thing. That's one thing that I like about. Well, uh, super cross a lot. We get like cabri kind of guys. The change oh, rolling. Keep it going. Kev, were you? Oh, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing where where Hunter Lawrence ends up in in the uh, East Coast. I uh, really uh, hope he can uh, get on the podium because I like Hunter a lot. I mean, Reed's kid was leading him around a track the other day. I saw, so I don't know. Maybe his speed needs to be worked on a little bit, but. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, I know you do, dude. That's why we do this show together. It's awesome. Jesus. All right. So Jet has a golden rod. Or uh, golden side. <laughs> Jet has a golden Jet rod. Jet has a golden rod. <laughs> yeah, you need to take it down a notch, dude. Oh, you really do. So Jet has an awesome ride. Uh, takes the win. Yeah, might as well get into it. You want to shit on Forkner for a little bit. We might as well get into that. Just make that a segment to shit on Forkner. Okay. I, I mean, I do. Can, I so mean, I want to bring up the point where – RJ doesn't forget. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
You know what I was waiting oh, for? Man. I mean, he had beef with Sexton from way in the middle of outdoors. And still cleaned his ass a few months later. Oh, All it's right, gonna be so great. Are you are you trying to are you trying to tell me? Do you think Artie's gonna pay Forkner back? Oh yes, hundred yep. percent. I think so. Okay, so how many people in the last three years are gonna try to pay Austin back when it's really not even his fault? We had Jet do it, that didn't work out. Moseman tried to, that didn't work out. Uh, did you watch? I mean, did I you think watch this time he was a little impatient. That was that was. A, I mean, that was you can look at it both movie. ways. You can look at it both ways. I mean, yeah, he, he really didn't need to drive it in that hard, but also he was trying to move forward. But then again, though, if RJ doesn't dab his foot, he probably doesn't go down. Look, rule I think that's a real racing personality thing with those two, especially with with Fortner. Uh, and it's a good thing we have uh, Mr. Moran's on the phone to talk about it. But Fortner's racing personality, if you will, is something that's also that is not only the thing that makes him win, but also the thing that makes him struggle with crashing and things. Kind of like we used to see with Stewart, right? So, oh yeah. When you see when you see guys like Kevin that, that grew up riding or at least ride with him nowadays, it's like, well, what do you guys see differently on that kind of stuff than we do and as, you know, watching on TV or watching in the stands or whatever it may be. Kev, what did, what did you think of Forkner's move? Have you seen it? Um, Yeah, I saw the video of them getting together. I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, think that the move was, I don't want to say it was warranted. Like, I think Austin tried to take advantage of it, but I think he went up, like, too hard too fast. Let's put it that way. Okay. Like, I he can, didn't I really show him that. a wheel. He just, decided, he just decided to take his line instead of trying to show him a wheel. I think, I think we all on this call can agree that Forkner was going by RJ. I think he did yeah. it a couple of corners or maybe even a lap too early. I think if he would have had a little bit Probably. more patience, which we've all said that Forkner lacks, and we thought maybe he would have it this year, and now it's like, does he? <laughs> does he have it? I'll be honest with you. I, I think that if he doesn't get loose in the whoops on the first or second lap or whatever it was when he had to check up on the finish line, I don't say – I'm not saying he's going to beat Jet, but I think that he gets second in that race. I really do. Oh, good I don't, dude, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't argue so that like, at all. And, and that's the thing is, is that, you know – I don't know. I mean, we can keep, we, I mean, I don't like, I don't bash out of it stuff. Not like you too, Travis, but like everybody keeps saying, Oh, is this the same old Fortner, the same old Fortner? And yeah, you know, he had that incident with RJ, but I don't think that this is the same Austin that has been the past couple of years, just from the way he's been riding in practice, because how many times that if he doesn't, his name isn't top of the leaderboard, does he get pissed off? And he's like, Oh man, I got to go out and be number one fastest qualifier. And then he ends up hitting the deck. And so far through two rounds, we haven't seen that with him. So I know that it's not been great. He got second and then that, but like I, I personally think he's matured. I, I don't think it was great to do what he did. I do agree. I think he rushed it too quickly, but I don't think this is the same Fortner. Now it'll be interesting on Saturday because is he going to come in and like okay now I have to win? But I don't think it's the same guy that we've seen for the last two or three years. I just don't. I think that it, I think his mindset is hey I just need to make it through these rounds. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you that I think he has matured as far as, the, uh, as far as the qualifying thing where he doesn't think he has to go out and set the blazing fast and end up, you know, wadding himself into oblivion. But then you see stuff like this race, like this racing incident here with Hampshire, and it's like, dude, you have to calm down. You are clearly faster than people. Take it back two notches, notch and a half. Take your time, get past him, and then go after Jet. If you don't get jet, well, then you went 2-2, and now all of a sudden, boom, you have the red plate. Instead of going down 
and now I don't even know where did he where did he even finish six. So now you now you went you know yeah. two six. Finish I mean, around, Joe. yeah, it, you just there it, it could have been better. It's and it's RJ too. Like I said, I I haven't really heard anything on what RJ's point of view is that of that is. Um, but RJ, oh, he's gonna remember. He's, yeah, he remembers. He's a, yeah, he's all about the payback. So, but the problem though is, is that RJ is not on Austin's level, and the only situation that I can see that happening is, is that if you know they come together in the heat race or whatever, because I don't see unless Austin crashes again, those two aren't going to be near each other because Austin is clearly faster than RJ. I, I just I don't know. I guess I guess for me because I've I've always had a little bit different perspective on Austin. I think that. Saturday, I think he's going to come out with a point to prove. Now, maybe that goes against him, and he wads shit like he has before, but I almost feel that he's going to come in Saturday thinking that if I don't win, I'm not going to be happy at all. Like, Saturday, we saw that, hey, I got second, I took it, but I feel that he's going to want to come in on Saturday, and he's going to want to win, and if he doesn't, he's going to be pissed. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, dude, honestly, I think if he doesn't win on Saturday – his title hopes are dwindling fast and furiously. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on if he doesn't win where he ends up, but if he gets on the box again, I don't think so because, I mean, what? Christian's still got the points lead and Jet's third, right? Uh, Maybe yes, I want to say so. Cause I, I think it's Craig, Nichols, and then yeah. Jet. Yeah. So speaking of Craig, can we talk about his night? I think he pumped her up. Uh, but he, I think he wrote great. He he pumped up, but uh, word on the street is he had clutch problems. <laughs> I don't know what kind That's of clutch great. problems, but I heard he had clutch problems. I just want to talk about his whoop speed all the time. I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> Man, he and yeah, uh, pretty good. Colt Nichols, who also had a good ride, had a real close call in the, in the rhythm section when Colt went by. I thought. Oh yeah, I just watched that on the speed. I thought that they connected, but it was just they kind of. You know, both moved in the middle of the rhythm lane, but that shit's scary as hell when you're coming through a rhythm like that and you're right next to a guy. I think right now, I think that Nichols is the one that I'd kind of be watching for these next couple rounds because, like I said in the group chat, I think that even though he got a good start, I think that if he rips a start and just has five or six clean laps, I don't see why he can't win. Does he have the outright speed of – Forkner and Jet. No, he doesn't. Does he have the outright speed of the way Christian rode on Saturday? Probably not. But we know that when Colt's on, he's just very consistent, and he's a bulldog. He doesn't really get tired, as far as we've seen in the last couple of years. So I feel that if he gets a start, he just gets – what's up? I think – sorry, not to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that if I think if he gets just five or six clean laps out front, I don't see why he can't win. I'm, I'm really being honest. You get a whole shot right now in this series, with exception of all the crashing that just happened at the last round. If you get a whole shot, you're in a good spot, such as the 8-5 machine you're going to be getting this weekend. <laughs> back. 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 No, no cap, as the kids say. I just, I really want, if Kevin rips a holy and, and when he leads for the first lap, I really just want him to do a fist pump over the finish line. Yeah, I want a big fist pump. I want a no-footer. If if Kevin if Kevin rips a whole shot, I'm gonna have to send him a bonus. So let's let's see that happen here. Yeah, sweet. What's How the much LCQ is the bonus? win bonus looking like? Bro, I mean oh, we don't. Not a this, is a heat, this is a heat win. This is a heat win bonus. A heat win bonus? Oh man, dude. Well, that depends. Are we getting? Are we getting a? Uh, are we getting a mention uh, during the uh, interview? Uh, 
if we win the heat if Kevin wins the heat race, Kevin wins the heat race, me and Cole will chip in five hundred bucks a piece. No Damn. Okay. <laughs> Kev, there well, you go. Looks like I'm flying to Houston and I'm <laughs> spreading COVID all over the factory. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a COVID party down in Houston. Let's go. <laughs> that I'm gonna awesome. put COVID in a bag and drop it off. Just walking, just walking in semis, coughing. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Oh, sorry. Oh God, that would be excellent. So, um, oh that's a, that's actually a good little question. Probably before I have to run. If you guys think that a, a title contender gets COVID this year? Uh, oh God. Oh God. Well, I think it's fake news. Ways around it. <laughs> Yeah. I, well, like I said, I think that somebody said that somebody got it in Salt Lake last year, but I don't know who it was. So, yeah, I'm thinking if a big factory guy gets it, and you know, knowing the AMA being the AMA, um, I think all it's going to take is a uh, is a check with a, a certain number on it, and it'll get swept under the rug. Well, could you imagine that though? And I mean, we won't talk about the 250s because that's even more crazier. But like, say for 450, say that God forbid, Kenny's He's got the points lead, which obviously we know he can. He's got the points lead, and there's two or three rounds to go, and it's five points between him and whoever's in second. And I guess Kenny's a good one because he, you know, obviously has all of his immune issues, and he gets COVID, and then he can't race the next three rounds or whatever, and he loses the championship that way. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I mean, good God. The start on this week is a, is a right-hand 180, so it's, uh, it's not a kind of a 290 like last week or yesterday, I should say, but it's a it's a one eighty is kind of a sweeping right into a, a seven pack rhythm. So you got a right hander in a rhythm. You better be ready for some action there. Eight five. Yeah, no joke. Especially if it's right hander, you're gonna have all sorts of people toppling over each other. Mm-hmm. Well, well probably gonna be even more people in the first turn going down. When well, you do a front of them, I don't care. What do you? What's your? What's your mindset when you're coming out of a, a, a race like that? When you're trying to get a holy, a uh, right-hander, nonetheless. If you're trying to do that and get a, what, what's your stat strategy to pick a gate? If like, what are we talking about in a heat race? I mean, if you're just trying to, if you're getting trying to get a start, whether it's heat race or the main, where where are you picking your gate? Like more towards the inside? It's because you're coming into it with no rear brake, right? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. As far inside as you can go, probably. Um, is going to be better than outside because everybody's going to run wide. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like naturally going into a right-hand corner, obviously you're going to have your right foot out so people don't have their rear brake. So even say, 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 because like, let's be honest, like the, the main event gate picks that I've had in the past, not so much this year. I think this year I have a, a good chance at, you know, a top 10 gate pick going into the main. Um, but, like, last year, I was always, like, 18, 19, 17, 16, something like that. So, like, I was always on the outside. So, if I have the option of a very inside gate or a very outside gate, 100% I'm taking the inside gate because of the right-handed corner. People are going to be coming in hot, trying to get off that break, then they're all going to push wide, which makes the inside open. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. 100%. So before you roll, I, I want to ask you a few questions. This is the first year, and you're in your first week of doing a schedule like this where you're staying at one spot for three rounds in a row before you go to the next city. So when, you, when you're when you on, you're going toward this, uh, the third round right now, and you have two or three days till tech, whatever it is, what do you do? Where, where are you during the week now? 
What do you, what's your schedule um, like? So I'm actually staying with uh, the guy that's helped me go up to the line, uh, Chris Vigala. I'm staying with his brother, John. And so it's nice that I have, like, a family friend that I can stay with down here because then, obviously, I don't have a hotel that I'm paying for for 12 days or whatever it is. Um, so I just kind of chill at his place, and I get all my computer work done, you know, my social media stuff, uh, emails, all that BS, website updates, pretty much everything that I do on my program. Um, so I just kind of chill there, do little cycles because I brought my road bike down with me, and then go to the track, get my bike set up, go through tech, and then race the next day. So, like, if I'm being really honest, I hope Supercross never goes away from this setup, but I know they will as soon as COVID goes away. It must be a lot easier for privateers to not have to drive. Oh, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Obviously, I mean, it's nice that if I, like, kind of my goal is to find, like, family friends or, like, moto friends or moto families that just have, like, an extra room close to every stadium. So I don't have to obviously get a hotel for 10 days because, like, Mm -hmm. the way that I'm set up right now is legit. Like, it's nice. So what's actually your plan after this Saturday, though, since this will be obviously after the third round will be the first time you'll get more than a few days off. Are you going back home and then driving up to Indy, or are you going to go try to stay with some friends closer to Indy? So I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to say this. But anyway, uh, (laughs) my plan right now, if it happens, which hopefully it does, Uh, My plan is to go leave Sunday, head up to Oklahoma, probably grab a day or two of riding uh, at Raynard's. So, like, obviously Oklahoma is, like, about eight hours from me right here. So then ride Monday, Tuesday, and then drive home Wednesday, which is in Kansas, which is four hours from Oklahoma, and then drive eight hours Thursday morning probably to Indy. Okay. Okay. I I have a question. kind of the plan. I have a question. Yeah. So I know they got a COVID. So like when you're in Houston, say for these three rounds, did you, you got the COVID test, like whatever, two days before the first round, the day before, whatever they're making you do. Do you have to get tested before each round or did like the COVID test from the first round cover the second round? And then you got to get one more before this Saturday or how are they working that? You know, what's really dumb is how they can't just make it the COVID test for uh, last for an eight-day span instead of seven-day span because then we wouldn't have to pay the extra seventy-five dollars to get tested for the last round. The way they do it is we get tested Thursday before the first Saturday race, right? So then the first your test from Thursday lasts from or Thursday Friday or whatever lasts from for the first two rounds, so the Saturday Tuesday, and then you have to get retested this coming Thursday, uh, which is probably like tomorrow, or I can get tested Friday as well to be able to race the last day because they can't just let the, I guess, I don't know if they got protocols or whatever, if it's obviously the money grab for them, I think, but uh, they can't just push it to seven or the seven day limit to an eight day limit. So then we only have to pay for one COVID test. Awesome. Fake news. Is it the one where they show up the big stick up your nose and like play with the back of your brain? Yeah, but. I'm going to be really honest. Like, I even had it on my story. Like, the COVID test I got in Salt Lake was not. Like, it made your eyes water. The The COVID test that they took here, they just barely put it up in each nostril, wiped it around, and then called it good. Yeah, they already know your DNA. They're good. Good job. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 Tom, no, no. Tom, it's not I that kind of podcast. Know. 
Wait, what? <laughs> that's another podcast. That's a different podcast. It's Did not I the... just say something that you guys took the wrong way? What just happened? No. <laughs> no, no. Tom, Tom, is, Tom is getting off in the weeds here. He's, he's, he's outside the tough blocks. We're outside the tough blocks. We are on the plywood no, right now. We're not now. even in the stadium anymore. Oh, we're not God. in the stadium anymore. It's not, it's not I mean, everybody gets curious about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tom's trying to take this podcast off the rails here. Look, man, we don't want to get demonetized on YouTube here, okay? Or taken off YouTube. We got to be careful. We got to yeah, tread. Yeah, we won't even be on YouTube anymore. We got to tread carefully. Hundred percent truth. I'm banned from about everything. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're not yet, so let's keep it that way. All right. We got to make our we got to make our forty bucks this month on YouTube, okay? Let's just calm her down. <laughs> so. So, since we're still on the topic of Saturday, Kevin, obviously the goal is to get in the main, but what is the actual goal? I mean, I know that obviously, you know, yesterday didn't the go goal, well, but still yeah, top 10? The goal, yeah, 100%. Goal this year, every race I go to is I'm breaking that top 10. That's 100% okay. goal. Okay. I mean, obviously, I think at this point, seeing uh, the competition we have in our coast and my riding compared to last year, like, there's I, I should be a shoe-in for the main every weekend as long as I keep my ass on two wheels. Well, that's the thing is, like I said, I, I think, and I, and I don't mean to keep comparing you to these guys, but I think that you, Osby, and, and Short, I think that there's obviously the factory guys, you know, Oldenburg and, and Voland are kind of, you know, the last two factory guys inside the top ten, but I think that it's you, Osby, and Short that are pretty much, you guys are above and beyond the best privateers on this coast, and I and I think that, there's no reason why the rest of the year where it's not going to be you three jockeying back and forth to be that top privateer, just in my opinion. Yeah, and I yeah I appreciate that. And honestly, like it makes me excited too because like like I said after round one, like I literally only had five days of Supercross riding before then. So like it it every year it ends up being like this, but I know my potential is so much higher. So like it's just being smart, making progress every round, and just racing myself into shape pretty much. Do you think that that's pretty much the difference right now between you and, like I said, those, you know, those two guys is the fact that just – because we know that Josh, you know, he's been on a club. And I don't know where John Short, you know, has been. I know he bounces back and forth at, like, you know, Masterpool's place and stuff like that. But, like, do you think that that's the only thing that's separating you from them is just the fact that you've had less time on the bike? Um, I would have to say yes. But, like, at the same time, I don't – hold myself at a lower standard than them. Like I expect myself yeah. to be with them, even with the amount of preparation I've had. So like obviously okay. more preparation better for me, but yep. I, I'm not one to sit here and make excuses. I'm just happy to be oh, able to keep racing. Yeah, of course. Of course. All right, cool. Well, Kev, I think you said you had to jump off here. So thank you, man, for coming on again. Um, we will. Uh, yeah, no problem. We will talk to you Saturday uh, after the race, or well, at after some that point. heat race win. Yeah, after that heat race oh, win. Absolutely. We will. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I, will, I will get that PayPal uh, info from Justin and Cole to uh, send you your heat race win bonus <laughs> since they're paying out the big bucks. I don't think the Moto Aftermath right, shows budget. And there, there, there's a whole shot bonus too, correct? That's what I heard. Yeah, the whole shot bonus yeah, is yeah. coming for me. It's not quite on that level of those two uh, for the heat race bonus there. So. Uh, oh no no no! We're matching. We're matching. Oh no 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 no! We're not matching that right now. Okay. We... And if and if and, and if Kev gets top five in the main, oh buddy. Oh, God. If Kev gives top five in the main, and then we'll talk some more. Okay. Look, this this is, this is a very fluid well, situation. Hopefully... 
if Kevin starts top fives in a main, hopefully we're talking to a factory team at that point. That's, well, that's true. I mean, I think well, it's dude, you just did the first um, step of a factory ride. You refer to yourself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, thanks, Kev. We appreciate it, man. And uh, good luck Saturday. And then we'll talk good to you luck, soon. Good luck, man. All right, bud? Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Yep. Thanks, sir. Enjoy the ride, my man. Take it easy, buddy. Right, thank you. All right, bye. All right, boys. Kevin Moran's there. Thanks for coming on again. He uh, he will be with us. The star. Every round this team. year, at least as long as everything stays good. Knock on wood, we stay healthy all year. So, um, all right. Knock so, on the woodcock. Yeah, hold on one second. Can, okay. can I? And, and I don't. And I don't mean. And everybody's gonna. Well, the people that listen to this, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, you're just tooting this horn because you know you sponsor me this and that." But I mean, all of us have obviously. We've been around the sport for a long time, and we've all met. You know. Whether growing up, you know, growing up racing with them, knowing them, whatever, we've all met, you know, guys that are fast in the sport. But can we just take a second that it's very rare to find people like Kevin that are so level-headed. They have expectations, but yet they also don't get ahead of themselves because we all know how people are in the sport, especially privateers. So it's not a knock on them because they deserve it. They work hard. But the moment they do good, they feel like everything needs to be handed to them. And I've been lucky enough to watch Kevin for two on a 65 dating back to the arena cross days. But I feel like Kevin is those one, that one kid that I don't think he's ever going to change no matter how much success he has. No. Speaking of Woodcock, somebody's got to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really cool to see, especially because he's really repping the, uh, that KPM really well. In that, and getting facts like that, you're really – and consistently doing doing what you need to do. The starts have been so important. If he continues to do that with that Tom Zant motor, it's only a matter of time before he continues to, to bring it all the way around for, for the checkered flag. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think by the end of the season, I think he's going to have some teams looking at him. I think so, too. He's, he's definitely uh, up to speed from la- last year. Like he said, he was definitely more of a uh, – well, we're probably going to put it in the main, but we're kind of on that. He was a borderline guy. Yeah, and now this year, like so far through, at least through the first two rounds, like he definitely has the speed, which is amazing because, like I said, for the lack of prep he had for the season because no one knew when the season was coming, getting bikes was tricky, whole nine yards with everything we've been dealing with in 2020 and the first part of 2021 here. It's crazy to think that he stepped his speed up somehow through all of that without, you know, throwing down a massive amount of prep. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm interested to see where it goes, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's one of those dudes. Like, even if he were to end up on a factory team, I could still hit him up and be like, Hey man, can you come on the show? And he'd be like, yep. So I don't, I can just have a few dudes in the 450 class right now that haven't made maids in a long time. that think they're hot shit. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Joke's Name about. drop them. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go there. Hey, Hey, he told Steve to suck Ken it. Zaro? And- Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could start there. Anyway. All right, we're not going down that road. Yeah, we gotta we All gotta right. get through this here because I still gotta edit this tonight. So I got a couple more people on my list here in my notes for this race for the two fifties. Number one, Joe Schmoda, solid fifth. He looks good. Anybody this is wanna, who he is? Anybody want to argue? I mean, dude, he is a solid top five guy in my opinion, and he is picking up speed. He's getting starts. 
And I mean, dude, they keep confusing him on the on the qualifying show with Fortner. Like they'll start following him around and start talking about Fortner. I'm like that schmoda. But good I want to point out sophomore year too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how he got that good or that comfortable on that Kawasaki that quickly because obviously, like they keep talking about, he was a he was a late insertion there in the pro circuit team. But man, I've been I've been very very impressed with the way he rides. I mean, he gets out in front in practice. And like I said, gets good starts and he runs up front and yeah, that he's taken a step in my opinion. So I just think the fight, the bike fits him better than that Honda. He's a taller kid and I haven't mentioned that, you know, now he, he rides a lot taller on that bike where I felt like with the Honda as tall as he was, he felt like he was always in tuck mode and maybe, you know, it just, it doesn't fit his technique where now it looks like he's a lot of more move, a little more room to move around and stuff. And he just, he doesn't look like the same guy that he did on the Geico bike at all. There was one thing I noticed about his technique riding. Like, he rides with his, like, elbows down. He does not ride with his elbows up like what everyone tells you to. I was watching that the other day. Oh, well, there's a lot of guys that drop those elbows. I know. I mean, technique is a relevant term as far as moto goes. I mean, look at look at Osborne's technique, and he won the outdoor title. So, you know, whatever. But Well, Zach was like five foot two, so. Hell, yeah. Anyway, um, the other guy that I have on – on the notes here, the last guy I have to talk about for the 250 class that I think we all are kind of uh, scratching our heads and eating a little bit of crow on is Max Volan, dude. Nope. Yeah. We are nope. definitely I don't, I don't believe in this young man since the start. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'll tell you what, the 115 machine is looking really good, and he's another one that's really young like that, especially with having his dad be, you know, having that pedigree, but also having somebody you can work with pretty often, like Besides being on a factory KTM, you're 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 in good hands. I think that he's going to be continuing to get better and better. I mean, yeah, I, I can't comment. I don't want to sound like a dick. I can't comment. I don't want to sound like a dick. Oh no, you can go ahead, man. I do it to Forkner all the time. No, I'm good. Be dicks. No, I'm good. I don't want to be a dick. I don't want to be that guy because I'm going to be the odd man out. Everybody else has this bro. different point of view, and I just bro. Last I'm show you, not there yet. Last show sure, you, Last show you told what? Mathis to suck your dick, Bruce? and this show you're going to be quiet about Volin. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm I'm turning over an over <laughs> I'm turning over a new He's so rattled. That is fake news. What do you, what is wrong with what is what is wrong what is wrong in your mind with what Volan's doing right now? I mean, he was tenth. The I don't other think day. there's anything wrong. He's I don't eight. think there's anything wrong with what he's doing. I, I, and he's 17, and I get it. But like I said, I'm still just. He's got a lot of time. You know, he signed like a what a four year contract. So three. He's three. Three. Okay. So I'm not saying that he's not doing great, but. I think that just – I don't know, man. It's hard to say because I think that obviously with the way the factory teams are split up with the way these coasts went, and we're going to find out, I think that there's going to be a lot more factory dudes on the – and I do in air quotes, the West Coast. Um, I just don't know if you talk about – if you put everybody in there, I don't know where his speed is, to be honest with you, because even though he's road great, and like I said, he's only 16 or 17. I don't know if he's 17. I think they keep mixing that up. I feel like he's only 16 because he rode schoolboy – as a 15-year-old at Loretta's. So, either way, but I don't know where his speed is at because even though he's been good, he's still, what, the last-place factory guy, correct? Yeah, well, so you're talking if we throw Kyle Peters in, if we throw Chase Owen, we throw... March Banks, you get J-Mart, you get Thrasher, you get Fry, you get uh, uh, Carson Mumford. So, it's not me trying to shit on the kid. I think he has a bright future. We know how talented he is. But it's just... I'm trying not to 
how do I put this without sounding like an asshole? I'm trying not to give the kid too much credit too quickly, if that makes any sense. I mean, I think you know, it's going to be good. I think that outdoors, I think outdoors, he's actually going to surprise a lot of people. I think that if people have these expectations of him, I think outdoors is where he's actually going to shine, which I know is going to sound like an obvious comment because you don't grow up riding Supercross. I mean, a lot of these kids do nowadays, but he didn't. But I just, I, I, I don't know where he's going to be when you put every factory dude on the line. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not trying to blow him where here. Where I'm coming from is that he's, go ahead, Travis. I said, I'm not trying to blow him here, but let's face it. <laughs> he is, he is getting the same positions that he was getting at Minio's in November. Oh my God. You know, like at, it, at Minio's yeah. we had, we had reason to question how was he actually going to do? Hell, I think in our preseason show when we talked about 250s, we all basically said, yeah, he's going to be a 15th to 22nd place guy no matter what coast yeah. he's on. And then he comes out and he goes 10, 8. And, I mean, they've showed him on TV. He doesn't look terrible. Um, look sick. Especially considering how we all thought he was going to look by the way his results and things were going and things we were hearing preseason. So, I mean, he has to be – one of the surprises of the year so far in the 250 class for me of the fact that he is out there consistently putting it. Yes. He's the last factory dude on this coast. I understand that. But at this point with the way his age, the way he was thrown in his contract, they're like, go out there, get experience, finish the races. That's it. So if he can go out there, nail down top tens, finish top 10 in points this year, I mean, I dude, I think there is nothing but upside for that and nothing but positive vibes for that going around that team because, I mean, this could very easily have been a, a Thomas Covington 2.0 where he's not even making the races, you know, so. He's in his first, his first week of being a pro, too. So, like, yeah. literally, he's only been, like, he's had two days on the job, essentially, right? So, he yeah. has no fucking, no, he's no idea, right? You, you learn a lot in your first year or a couple of years. Think about yeah. Martin, who took like five years to go into Warhog, and then he was sick, right? Well, he's a week, he's been in the saddle for a week. So, I have to imagine going 10-8 and looking like that, he's going to continue to improve pretty quickly. Can I, can I ask a question, though, on that? And, and I know that we're projecting because, obviously, we're still totally two rounds into the East Coast. But okay, so he's doing this, and 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 maybe he gets a top five by the end of the season and stuff. It's going to be freaking tough. Like, let's be real, it's going to be tough. But he could, you know, things fall his way, whatever. He gets a good start, you know, a couple guys crash, whatever. But I guess this is to round out the way I'm thinking on this is is, okay. So say he hovers around that six to ten, seven to ten, whatever, seven to nine range. What happens if we get to the West Coast though? And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but say we get to the West Coast, and I know that. Travis and Cole are kind of high on this kid, Carson Mumford. And he's not even on a factory team. He's on a team with Honda Support. But I don't know about you, Tom. I don't know if you've seen any of his videos. But the kid's actually looking good. Granted, he's had a Supercross track in his backyard for however many years. But Carson Mumford or even Jarrett Fry, what happens if those guys go out and they're top five right off the bat and they're just top five? They're no six to ten, seven to nine. They're top five. Are we going to look at this at the end of the season and go, was his season really that good, even though it was his first year, when they're rookies and they're doing better? I guess that's what my my mind is thinking is, is that 
we're not really going to know how good his season went until we see what the other rookies on the West Coast do. You guys, you guys get what I'm saying? I mean, I, yeah, but I don't know. I never compare myself to other people like that. So, like, for me, yeah. if I was coming into that stuff, if I was Kevin Moran, like, my, my rookie season is nothing like Austin Parker, right? So I don't compare myself to that kind of stuff. I kind of look yeah. at it more, what, what do you think you can get? Where's, what's your window of game going to be, right? So yeah. where, where you think you're going to start and where, you, where you're trying to get from that point, right? So I don't really – I wouldn't be looking to be uh, a, a brand-new rookie and trying to compare myself to uh, Ryan Velcro's first year. You know, it doesn't take yeah. job. Or Trey hard. I mean right. – Oh, man. I, I still feel like, though, comparing those two things is like apples to oranges because – I mean, let's face it, Volan, you I mean, he's literally coming off the schoolboy class, basically, you know, compared to you've got Fry. Was Fry B class or was he A class this year? I can't remember. Fry didn't even race A class at Loretta's. Okay. And then and then you have Mumford, who, like you said, has had a super cross track in his backyard. He's been Geico Honda. He's been, I mean, because my understanding okay, is. Okay, what about Thrasher? But what about Thrasher, though? Yeah, but my understanding is that, like, Volant hasn't really even been on a Supercross track until this whole deal got started. So if you're – I mean, these other kids, they're – I mean, Thrasher's training with uh, – fuck, who is it? Um, God, I can't remember. He's he, training with the star team, though. He's, anything the star team's doing, he's been doing the star, the star program. He's on the – or uh, Swanee's program. Yeah, so, I mean, so he's he's riding Supercross all the time. Like, Vol- the last thing I knew before this whole Red Bull KTM thing came up was Volan was – they were going over to do like EMX or something, and and well, he already did that. He did EMX 125s at the beginning of 2020, and he got whooped. Yeah, but from my understanding, they were going to do quite a few of those in 2020, which then obviously turned into a shit show, so it didn't happen. But yeah, um, you know that that, that was the fun. plan. The plan was him was not for him to go pro f- till he was, I think, at least 18 at that point. So. I don't know, man. I, like I said, I feel I feel like it's going very very good. I I can't compare these other kids to him because his trajectory from my understanding the way it was going was so much different than the way all these because all these other kids it's like do as good as you can get a ride as quick as you can get to supercross as quick as you can volan was not on that trajectory whatsoever i mean he wasn't he wasn't raised in a in a we'll say deegan fashion of hey let's build a small supercross track and we'll build it up as he gets older so that that way he's used to it you know it was we're not touching supercross for a while and now all of a sudden it's like yeah we're going to supercross i mean the news blew my wig back when when they said oh yeah so the red bull ktm factory 250 dude is going to be travis has got a wig yeah, you guys didn't know? He's about to get yeah, one. I've yeah, seen that airline. I didn't know that he didn't grow up riding like that. I figured just by proxy that he would be, from his dad being sick, that he would be growing up on track like that. I would I would not have guessed that they were holding off. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't think he really rode a Supercross track until he was training for Monster Cup on Super Minis or whatever it was. But, like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just – I am I still can't get out of my mind the fact that with him being the lone KTM factory guy and, and Ian Harris and all those guys can say, oh, we don't have expectation, we don't have expectation. And maybe that's true because he is a 17-year-old rookie. But we all know that at some point, though, there is expectation. Like, you can't just say, oh, there's not, there's not, especially when you're the one guy. I, there was I, another guy, yes. But eventually he's going to have to shit or get off the pot. And maybe that's not this year, so he has the learning year. But I just I'm I guess I'm projecting further into the future at some point. When did people start looking at going if he's not producing that was this a bad idea to not give him the factory ride? Because I think he's gonna have a great I think he's gonna have a great career, honestly, because he's still so young. 
and he's talented as hell, and especially having his dad and his uncle Tyson being there. But and Roger DeCoster. Yes, and Roger DeCoster, Ian Harrison, so on and so forth. I'm more on the thought of not giving him a teammate. And I know that people say, well, oh, it's, you know, it's easier said than done to just give somebody a factory teammate. It's true. But they also could have hired a guy like Ty Masterpool as a teammate so there's not as much pressure on a kid like Max Bowen. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I agree with you there. I, I really honestly don't think they're expecting anything out of him this year. With the way this all came okay. about, because there wasn't any talk about this. Let's face it, this surprised all of us. That he got but I think outdoors there will be, though. I think outdoors there will be pressure. Though. Outdoors there might be more pressure of like, hey, man, let's not be the last factory guy outdoors. But I think for Supercross, man. Well, I that's th- like 23rd nowadays. Well, I'm just saying. But, but, but for Supercross, man, I think it's literally don't wad it up, don't get hurt, finish the race. Don't be Thomas Covington, qualify for the main. Like, that's it. Okay. It'd be well, interesting to get, get a guy like uh, Mr. Boland on the show because it's from my experience, a lot of team managers, I, I don't know, I can't speak for Ian Harrison or Roger DeCoster or those guys, but from my experience. Hello? Hello? Oh, no. Oh, God, we lost Tom. Oh, Cole, you still there? Lost Cole, Cole. Oh, okay, God. Okay, all right, cool. Well, I guess it's no time is better than now. We've been at this for almost an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> There's no better time than the... Seriously, where'd Tom go, though? He, he left in a hole. He, I mean, uh, maybe his phone died because it's just showing you and you and Cole on the line now. So Yeah, I was I was finishing up some laundry. So, anyway, um, okay, yeah, so I guess there's no better time. Like I said, we've been at this for an hour and 45 minutes, and i got to go put this together somehow. So uh, I guess we'll wrap this up. Any final thoughts from you boys? We're going into round Who is three. Saturday? Fuck, I don't know. God, dude, we've been doing this segment for fucking four years now. You look, gotta have this. Look, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three names for the 250 class for Saturday. Okay. For, oh uh, wow. Okay. Jet Forkner or Craig? That's my. That's my guess. One of those three wins the 250s. Okay, 450s. You're gonna be a little bit more. You know. We can put all 20, We can put all 22 names in a hat and draw one out. I fucking and hate you. That will Cole, be who wins it. I hate uh, you, Cole. Colt Nichols and um. Damn it. Nichols and I think Webb gets a start. Yamaha sweep for the boys. Cold Nichols, Dylan Ferrandez. Wow. Bold. Not really. Well, I mean, more people would say the bold is Colt Nichols, but Colt Nichols, Ferrandez, Star becomes the first team to go win a main in both classes since, fuck, probably KTM did with Dungey and Marv. I'm telling you, dude, Ferrandez can't get a start just like his 250 days. So. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, though. He came from 10th to 2nd, so all he's got to do is start in the top seven, and I think he wins. Well, maybe. Uh, well, we'll see. All right. So, yep, star, star does the sweep. Okay. Well, Ooh. like I said, bold, bold move, Cotton. I just hope we get three different people on the box for 450s. That'd be awesome. Nine people in three Well, rounds. we know Zach Osborne, Chase Sexton, and Adam Cincerello won't be on the box, so there's that. I would not say that about Zach, but okay. Uh, well, it's happened already. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. All right. So this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings and Premier Custom Trailers. Make sure to check them out. Make sure to follow us on all the major social media networks. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below um, how you like the new format. If you like it, if you don't like it, whatever. 
Uh, we will be back with a fantasy show um, probably tomorrow or the day after, which boys will have to figure that out for recording because obviously those those are probably going to come out. What's tomorrow? Thursday. So they're probably going to come out tomorrow. So we probably, I guess, need to record tomorrow for that. Um, and then we will be back next Monday in studio wrapping up Houston round three and moving forward into Indy. Uh, thanks to Tom Cooper for coming on. Thanks to you guys for coming on. Thanks to Kev for coming on again. And uh, we will see everyone after round three here on Monday. Later, boys. Deuces. Later.